Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. So you locate people by what they say. You know whether they're believing right or wrong, and then you have to go to work on that. You don't always tell them what you're doing. Because if you did, a lot of times they wouldn't listen to you. So you have to be as, as uh, wise as an owl and harmless as a dove. Amen. Just not let them know everything. Amen. So you locate them by what they say. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on Incline Thine Ear. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. But the multitude of the city was divided, part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when there was an assault made, both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers, to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derby and so on. And there they preached the gospel. Now it singles out, and there's more than one instance or incident that happened, but I'm sure this one thing, the Holy Ghost had a purpose in singling this out for us. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet. They're similar to that lame man at the gate called Beautiful, who had never walked. Being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. A man, a grown man. Now look at the ninth verse. The same, the crippled man, heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that uh, he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, when the people saw what Paul had done, see, now there's two things here. First, they really, I guess, thought Paul healed that fellow. Now notice this. Let's go on reading it. We're going to come back to that because I want you to hold that in your mind. They lifted up their voice, saying in the speech of the Lyconians, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker, Jupiter and Mercury, in other words. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garland unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. Man, they'd worship them as gods. Which when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of, they ripped their clothes and ran in among the people, crying out and saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are of men of like passions with you. We're not any different than you are, anybody else. Just human beings. And preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein, who in time past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sins scarce restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them. They wanted to sacrifice unto them. Now, here is another thought. There is a sense in which they thought Paul had healed this man, so he must be a god. Yet Paul didn't heal the man at all. The Bible said he had 
faith to be healed. He's healed on his own faith. And yet, right on the other hand, there is a sense in which Paul did do something. In other words, how did he get him healed? Now, you see where we have missed it in, in the church world I'm talking about as a whole is you read that and you man writes a little, here to my King James translation said, Paul healeth a cripple. Back over there where we read that ninth chapter about Peter going into the man who had been bedfast eight years and said, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Top of the page, man has put a note there and said, Peter healeth anus. Well, I don't see how they got that Peter healed him when, the Bible, when Peter said, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. He didn't say, I make you whole. Peter makes you whole. He said, Jesus Christ makes you whole. He heals you. And so then, you see, folks have missed what the Bible said, even good people a lot of times, even saved people, by, by saying, well, you see, of course, the apostles could do that when the last apostle died, all that ceased. But you see, right away, you can see the fallacy of their statement because Philip wasn't an apostle. He wasn't an apostle. Amen. Never was an apostle. He's called in the 21st chapter an evangelist. Amen. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And they gave heed unto him, both seeing and hearing the miracles, which he did. Secondly, there was a supernatural manifestation, though it isn't exactly called Paul wasn't blind because of sickness and disease, but from the glory of that light. But there was a supernatural manifestation both ways. A supernatural manifestation in that he could not see. A supernatural manifestation that opened his eyes. And Ananias wasn't an apostle. Said apostles could do things like that, you know. But the Holy Ghost saw fit, bless God, just to put right in the book where we can see that, that Ananias, a layman, not an apostle. Remember, I was holding a meeting in a western state in my prayer line. I called it a prayer line. I'd, put pe I'd send folks to the altar to be saved. They'd pray with them there. But I'd put people in the line to be healed and lay hands on them for healing because that's scripture and lay hands on them to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues like they did on the day of Pentecost. Well, of course, then I would... Uh, Ask them when they came to me what they came for to see whether they came for healing of the Holy Ghost because you minister and you, you instruct them a little bit differently. So this person stepped up in place and I said, what did you come for? Well, said, I guess I came to receive that Holy Ghost business. <laughs> well, now you locate people two ways. So a lot of times the Holy Ghost will give you revelation. You know right where they are. and You know whether you can help them or whether you can't. And if you can, how you can help them. Oh, yes, I've had the Holy Ghost to show me full gospel pastors, tongue talkers, divine healing believers. I've had the Lord supernatural to show me you can't help them. They'll never be healed. And I watched them over the period of 15 years and they never did get healed. Never. I laid hands on them. There's no telling how many times. Every healing in evangelist in America thought I knew of. And that was in the days of the voice of healing when there's a lot of healing evangelists. Laid hands on them. Never did get healed. Why would he show that to you? Well, so you wouldn't mess with him. I, he showed me how I could help the congregation that looked on and wondering why the pastor didn't get healed. They were helped and the pastor wasn't. Now, that's an extreme case, but it happens sometimes. He'll show you sometimes by, by revelation. There's some people you can't help. Doesn't mean they're not saved. Doesn't mean they're not filled with the Holy Ghost. There are reasons why. I don't have time to go into them because some of the reasons are peculiar to that person. And then sometimes he shows you, I've had the Holy Ghost to show me, you know, why that person didn't get healed and then how to help them. And it doesn't mean you can always help them instantly, right on the spot. Sometimes it has to be a gradual process because their thinking has to be changed. Then right on the other hand, Holy Ghost, the majority of time, the big majority of times, 
will not show you a thing. How are you going to help people then? Well, you can locate them by what they say. You know where their faith is by what they say. How do I know that? I learned it from the Bible. I'm not that smart. See the fifth chapter of Mark. You know the story of the woman of the issue of blood. Mark 5, 25 through 34. A certain woman, the issue of blood, 12 years, suffered many things, many physicians, spent all of her living, nothing but it, rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, touched his garment, for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, it shall be whole. Well, she's healed and all that. You step down to the 34th verse, and Jesus said, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Well, put the 28th and the 34th verse together. For she said, and Jesus said, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. So what she said was her faith speaking. See, you have to understand that even when you doubt, you still have faith. You believe in doubt, just believe in the wrong thing. Will you be healed now as I lay hands on you? No, I don't believe it will. See, you still believe something. Doubting is believing the wrong thing, but it's still believing. So you locate people by what they say. You know whether they're believing right or wrong, and then you have to go to work on that. You don't always tell them what you're doing. Because if you did, a lot of times they wouldn't listen to you. So you have to be as, as uh, wise as an owl and harmless as a dove. Amen. <laughs> Just not let them know everything. Amen. So you locate them by what they say. So this woman, when I said, what did you come for? She said, well, I guess I came for that Holy Ghost business. I know from what she said, she don't know a thing in the world about the Holy Ghost. Don't know a thing in the world about what the Bible said about the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and he, the Father, will send you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Not a matter of it or it or that thing. It's him. Praise God, a divine, supernatural personality. And so, I said, well, are you a, have you been born again? Are you a child of God? Well, she said, I think I'm just about as much saved as you or anybody else I know of. <laughs> now, you can locate a person pretty quick like that, can't you? You know they've come for argument. But see, it's right there in front of the whole church, you see. Everybody here over the microphone, what's being said. And so uh, then this lady asked me, said, are you an apostle? Well, I said, no, not that I know of. If I am, I don't know it. Well, what are you doing laying hands on people then to receive the Holy Ghost? She's going to try to expose me, see, there in front of my own crowd. Oh, I said, I see you. See, and I just played the rope out and let her hang herself right in front of everybody. Oh, I said, I see you. I got her located, you see. I don't tell her I got you located. I just play it on out. Oh, I said, I see you know your New Testament. Oh, yeah, she said, we speak where the New Testament speaks and are silent where it's silent. I said, well, the apostles, now they could do that. They could lay hands on the sick and they'd get healed. They could lay hands on people and they'd get filled with the Holy Ghost. But when the last apostle died, then all that ceased. Oh, yes, she said, that's right. Yes, we speak where the New Testament speaks and the sound where it's silent. I said, the difference between me and you is that you claim to and lie about it and I actually do it. I said, what about Ananias? She said, Ananias who? I said, Ananias in the ninth chapter of Acts. Was he an apostle? And I reached on the pulpit and got my Bible, opened it and handed it to her. I said, read that verse. She read, there was a certain disciple in the church, Damascus, named in the city there, named Ananias. 
Then I said, read the 17th verse. She read, and Ananias entered in and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus that appeared to thee in the way as thou camest has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. I said, that's the Ananias I'm talking about. Was he an apostle? She said, I didn't know that was in there. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagan's single CD called El Shaddai, a Rhema classic. Next is Kenneth Hagan's mini book, Where Do We Go From Here? And finally, the Faith Study Course, a 192-page book perfect for Bible studies, small groups, or Sunday school classes. All three resources are for the special price of $19.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And you can go to rhema.org and you can find out all about us. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to the Word of Faith. Uh, there are also uh, archived conference videos there. You can listen to Rhema for Today, the radio broadcast. Right. Everything there on rhema.org. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Incline Thine Ear. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.